Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 107. Today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 20, Splinter, along with our recommendations on Moxie, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Freaks and Geeks. But before we dive in, Brooke, I want to know what you had for lunch. (laughs) Oh, that is such a good question. You know what? So when I'm at work and it's a Saturday afternoon, I rarely leave my house with any food. It's like a miracle if I bring food to work. Yeah. I love eating from home, but I am so happy to have this new trend of mine where I door dash my lunch at work on (laughs) Saturday, every other Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I kind of just go into my account and look and see what, what looks good, uh, what delivery fees are lower. And um, I even called a place to see if uh, they'd prefer that I call them direct for delivery. And yeah, I went with this Japanese restaurant. It's very creative and it's very pretty the way that they, their pictures, you know, the food, uh, the way it's uh, displayed. And um, it seems to be authentic in my opinion. I don't, I've never been to Japan. I don't know what authentic means, but to me, it's like something I've never had before. Oh, yummy. Yeah, I love the presentation. And so um, it's actually the name of, I guess, the owner. And it's called Dan Izakaya Restaurant. And they just have like, you know, there's fish. Um, actually, today I got the chicken karage, spicy. Mm. And I ordered a side of... I don't even know what to call it right now. And I'm probably not going to say what I want to call them because you're going to think like, what did you just eat? Um, <laughs> oh, making me ooh. curious, Brooke. You're making me curious. What is it? What Let me see what it? it says. Let me see what it says on the tag. Okay. So on my receipt, it says I got the spicy chicken karage, and then I got the takoyaki. And the takoyaki is literally this little dumpling with octopus um, oh, okay. inside. Okay. But it is so good. And thank you for asking because, you know, I'm happy to support a local business and to curve my, my, uh, my, um, my treat. Yeah. I'm treating myself every chance I get. Oh, good. You know? We all need self-care and we all need nutrition. Yeah. So it's good that you're and eating. And it's simple. It's yeah. simple. It's food. We all need to eat. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so what did you have for lunch? <laughs> I actually had leftover uh, Chinese chicken salad. We had Chinese food last night and... Uh, I cook every most every day of the week, but Fridays are my because uh, today is Saturday, our remote recording day, and uh, we ordered Chinese food yesterday. And so I'm like, what am I going to eat? 
And so I ate leftover Chinese chicken salad. But what I wanted to bring up, because you were talking about uh, Japanese food, I love, uh, I get these from Trader Joe's. I love the wasabi flavored um, seaweed. Oh, I love them. They're this little packet. I believe they're 99 cents. They're so good. I love the wasabi flavor. And I've been buying them. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, they were out. And I went back, you know, week after week. And I'm like, when are you going to get those back? And they said, not till a month later. I'm like, what? So then I go to Costco and they have seaweed, but it's not wasabi flavor. And it's a huge pack. And I'm like, I don't want that many. And what if I don't like them? They're not wasabi flavor. So, but what I did find was, and this is not good (laughs) that I found this, but what I found was the seaweed that was tempura fried with wasabi flavor in it. Oh my gosh. So darn good. It's like yummy. So I just have to share that with you, Brooke, and with everybody out there. I think it's a great snack. So yes. And uh, Costco and Trader Joe's, we have advertised for you now. So please feel free to give us a donation. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But also, Brooke, I want to know. So in this episode of The Walking Dead, we see uh, Princess and her loyalty to this new group of ours that we love. And, um, you know, how quickly she has formed a relationship, a bond, uh, a friendship with these uh, with our group. And so I was thinking about that and and wondering about our question of the day. So um, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite friendship or buddy movie? Oh, oh, that's so tough. There's so many. I know. There are so many. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to pick, I want to pick a movie like, a dog's purpose. Oh, oh, so sweet. Right. I mean, how many lives did this dog go through to get back to his original best friend? Yeah. I love that movie. I think it is like, you know, we could all learn friendship and loyalty through our pets. I mean, seriously, you know, our pets love us like, Till death do us part. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I was going to say in loyalty for sure aligns Mm -hmm. with that with a dog. Yeah. So, yes. Dog's purpose. Aww. I know, right? Does it melt your heart? It just totally does. It totally does. Oh, my goodness. Great pick, Brooke. Great (laughs) What about you? What's What's one of your favorite friendship buddy movies? Well... Well, I'm like back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I I think this is really hard too. And then I started thinking about all these shows, which we're not doing shows right now, but my mind started going there. I thought of Laverne and Shirley and um, uh, other shows and buddy films and um, uh, Grace and Frankie on um, Netflix. And there's so many, but you actually uh, sang a song earlier and... 
I'm sorry, I can't get this buddy friendship out of my head. I just can't. And that would be Toy Story. Oh, you've got a friend in me. You've You've got got a friend friend in me. me. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I love that song. And I love that movie. uh, And that was so great. I love it. Great pick. Yeah, they should check out our Toy Story segment. Um, But uh, because I love Woody and Buzz Lightyear, especially in that very first one, that was so – I love it when friendship evolves and – because, you know, Woody wasn't liking Buzz Lightyear too much in the beginning, right? And he's thinking, oh, my gosh, and not – wanting him around and not, you know, wanting anything. He was the new toy and Andy wanted him and just everything that Woody was going through internally of losing his friend, Andy, but really he gained a new friend. If he just let it in, just let it in, people, just let it in and open your heart and you will get more friends, new friends, uh, long-lasting relationships. So um, I just love that whole theme. I think it's awesome. And so I pick Toy Story. Love it. Thank you, Diana. Great pick. Friends out there listening, let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our screens and focus Facebook page. You can also follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website. The link is in our show notes. Okay, Diana, we've got some spoilers ahead people. So you better be ready. (laughs) Tell me your overall (laughs) thoughts on the walking dead season 10 episode 20 splinter. Okay. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but. My mind was blown again. Boom. Yeah. I love that this episode showcased Princess. It was so great to learn so much about her and a glimpse into what she's had to endure in her life. But I also want to say bravo to Paula Lazaro for her amazing performance in this episode. She carried this whole episode. She was the spotlight. That is not easy to do. And so um, it was just really fun to see Ezekiel also in a different light and to learn a little more about these stormtroopers and their tactics. So I really enjoyed this episode. I did too. I thought it was another amazing episode. Princess... She truly had the scepter in this episode. Mm -hmm. It was all about her, you know, and I'm just so glad that they were able to uh, give her this. She, she's an important character in my opinion. Yeah. I'm very excited about her. Me too. Yeah. And I've been so curious about the rest of the group as well, but I could sense some inconsistencies with their communication and with the others. So This episode was just filmed so creatively, and I loved it. It was like she was talking to alter egos, Mm -hmm. you know, but channeling through other people. Yeah. What else did you see? Okay, so we learned some things about Princess that I truly admire. She's a fighter. 
a survivor, and she's so loyal. And she's figured out how to make it in this crazy apocalyptic world. And she doesn't want to do it alone. Uh, she's super committed to Yumiko, Eugene, and Ezekiel. And how is that not endearing? She's willing to put herself on the line to help her new friends. And, you know, I knew we would find out some interesting things about her backstory, but it was heartbreaking to hear some pieces of her past, the trauma and the abuse that she suffered from her family and her household and how that affected her and how she responds to certain situations. I mean, she's thrown into the sidecar and it reminds her of her time in the closet. I'm like, really? I was like, geez, oh my gosh. And early on in this episode, when she was talking with Yumiko, I wondered if she was hallucinating because something seemed off to me. And also when she broke out of the train car, it didn't seem feasible popping that, you know, wood panel the way she did and just kind of propping it back up. So it made total sense when we realized at the end that none of her interactions with our group was real, all just internal dialogue and her coping mechanisms. So that was just crazy. So tell me your thoughts and what stood out to you, Brooke. Oh, well, your description is just perfect. I mean, that just sums it up, right? I mean, everything that she had went through in her backstory, she was abused, didn't live that comfortable life as a child that every child deserves. Uh, so when Princess was thrown into the sidecar so forcefully, I just felt so bad for her that this treatment is something that she has, she has experienced and it's made her a fighter. Um, even when she was being interrogated by the, um, maybe the, maybe more of a higher level, uh, uh, stormtrooper. I don't even know what to call these people other than stormtroopers, but, <laughs> yeah. um, she does not give in easy at all. She was not really giving it up. I mean, she was so concerned about Yumiko and her well being. I mean, she saw her get beat up right. by these people and they're just, treating them like we're going to get everything out of you and we're going to beat you too. So like, how can you trust anybody like that? I mean, she was smart to do so, but um, I don't know how I would react in a situation like that. I mean, you, you know, if you didn't give up enough information, what if that put Yumiko at risk? So she was torn between uh, all of this and uh, they would beat you up if uh, they didn't get what they want. So what are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. What else do you think about this episode? Well, I thought that the information we learned uh, with the stormtrooper and princess was interesting because he tells her that they are organized and have access to these things that are valuable. And he talks about, you know, what we stand for is real. And this is just all standard protocol. And where we live is a good place. And we have a lot to lose. I'm like, wow, that makes me curious and excited to see their community. But also, I would understand that they have to be super protective. Um, and I also understand they have to interrogate people, 
But that boss guy slapping her around, that was not, I mean, why? I, I just thought that was, I didn't like him at all. And so that made me like worried for them because I'm like, okay, are people more like the boss guy or are people like what the stormtrooper guy is telling her? I'm not exactly. really sure. And they made her strip off her clothes and take a shower and a man is there. I'm like, really? You have a man hosing a naked princess down? I, I'm not liking this. <laughs> I don't like it. So uh, I don't know. That was just, I didn't like that part of it. So, um, but I just, when she came back to the train car and she's explaining herself, uh, to the handcuffed stormtrooper, she tells him that she isn't crazy, just a little ADHD, PTSD, anxiety, depression, crushing loneliness, active imagination. And uh, maybe that's the most sane response to an insane world. So screw you for judging. I just thought that whole little tiny rant was so cool. <laughs> I know she's so good at it too. Yes, yes. So I love. She was so good. I love Princess. She's just so cool. I want to know her. Want to hang out with her, even though you know uh, she has some um, ways of dealing with the world. But uh, yeah, she's very cool. Yeah, so what thankful to have her. Yeah. So, what other thoughts do you have, Brooke? Oh my gosh! Well, it was so good to see Ezekiel to the rescue, and yay. Great to see him looking so well at best. I mean, I thought he has cancer and he looked so bad the, the last season. So he, this ego, was determined to get them out of there. But we realized that he was just an alter ego of her. Right. <laughs> because he was so strong and like vibrant and like on a high, you know? And I'm like, how does he, this is tripping me out. So then she gives Stormtrooper guy that beat down, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's looking at her hands. I just was like, you just did blown away. Yeah. At everything. I mean, it's almost like the sixth sense when you just figure it all out. You're oh. like, wait, what? good comparison i like it yes yeah because then everything starts going flooding back to you you're like what what was that real was okay yumiko wasn't real what about ezekiel yeah what it was okay so yeah uh, what about eugene and 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 oh my gosh no wonder she that moving getting in and out of the train car you know worked for her and nobody spotted it and oh my goodness it was just all that stuff and then when they opened the door on her and we see everybody lined up with bags over their heads. And Yumiko is standing there. I'm like, so she was never like on her deathbed, <laughs> you know, oh, where's her concussion? Ooh, that's true too. <gasps> right? Yeah. Like the manifestation of her, her will to get out, to survive. Yeah. Was Yumiko's protection. But Yumiko was standing, like when you have a concussion and you're like supposed to be in treatment, why would she be standing there? So I'm tripped out. I don't even know what to to expect the next episode. I'm tripping out. (laughs) Yeah. I I hope they bring us back to princess. (laughs) Yeah. So 
But I just want to, I hope they get us back to where we left off with her. So I'm not like hanging on. Like, I want to know what happened. (laughs) Well, they did mention on Talking Dead that I believe that the beginning and the interrogation and the end are all real moments. So I, I think that Yumiko really did get hurt, but maybe we, maybe the extent of it wasn't as bad or maybe it was cared for already. But I just love that she used her loyalty to protect her friends who she hasn't had in a long time. Doesn't even know these people. Mm -hmm. I love that she used Yumiko for power. Right. Very cool. What other thoughts do you have, my dear friend, Diana? Well, it's an interesting fact that no people or zombies were killed in this episode. The first time ever on The Walking Dead. So that's a first. Yeah. And this was filmed under COVID production. And I know some people were not enlightened like we were with Princess and this episode, but you have to remember, they are filming this with limited people, crew, um, cast. So I I love these additional episodes. uh, And that's why they're 10C and they're not 11. Right. It's just to fill in more information from 10C. So I just wanted to bring that up for people that may not realize it. And also that Yumiko is in the UK. So this was their way of incorporating a story about princess with Yumiko in it because Yumiko wasn't actually there in, you know, here in the U.S. to film it. She's in the U.K., so they used her voice, of course, her real voice, but her body wasn't present. So it was a, a brilliant way to incorporate Yumiko into this episode without her really being there. So kudos to the uh, to this episode that was written and directed by women, Vivian C., Julia Ruckman, and directed by Laura Beasley. So I love that... Uh, This was brought to you by these women. And um, I wondered about the bags over our group's head when they opened the train car. Um, I don't know if it's just if they're going to release them somewhere and they don't want them to find them or if they're going to do something to them. Has me a little bit worried. I don't know if I trust that stormtrooper that she gave the gun back to. So I I guess we'll see. And I I wonder if we'll see Princess experience more of these episodes that she's had in this one. Um, But I also found it kind of interesting that this is what happened in World Beyond with Silas when he blanks out on what he's doing and he has blood on his hands and he's trying to figure it out. So, you know, we saw that on the World Beyond and now we're seeing it on The Walking Dead. Yes. And I love Princess's athleticism. It stood out to me in this episode. I, she did have to fight with people. She did have to, you know, climb around a train car, climb out of a train car. She had to run, you know, alongside the train to get to the fence. And she's trying to get under the fence. And so all of that, I was impressed with that. I'm like, you go, girl. You're awesome. So, uh, Brooke, share with me your other thoughts that you had. 
Yes. So, yes, for me, that wow scene was where Princess is punching the stormtrooper and then we see her hands all bloody. And I did uh, think of Silas in uh, World Beyond. And you know what? Honestly, I feel for people that go through this. I can't imagine waking up to something like that. Um, she becomes someone else and it seems so difficult for her, but she does have a system that does help her with her anxiety by naming those various cities and the states. Um, oh, yes. I forgot to bring that up. I'm so glad you did. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting uh, that she has that to cope her coping mechanism. Um, and it, and it, you could just see the focus coming back. Like it's so she, as an actress, did a very good portrayal of somebody who's suffering from, uh, all those, uh, anxieties. So, um, I wanted to, you know, voice my appreciation, um, for that because I remember in one of our podcasts, um, a while back, I had brought up, you know, um, mental health and, um, it's interesting that we can um, see more of that in the apocalypse because you'd think that there'd be a world of that. <laughs> How do you go on right, in a world like that right. easily? So well, it's interesting. Yeah. And we saw it with Lizzie, you know, back in season four. And um, so, you know, we see it periodically through all of them. You know, everybody experiences things. I mean, even Rick after the death of Lori and... Uh, Shane, too, uh, you know, it. it's there. It's definitely there. So for sure. I, well, I wanted to bring up one thing because you had mentioned uh, what a portrayal she had, the actress had done with Princess. And in watching The Talking Dead, there was a moment where they were asking the, I believe it was the writer, uh, feedback on uh, Princess and her um and her being and her capacity and her personality and everything. And as she was talking about the things that the trauma that Princess has had to go through, um, Paula was actually crying as the writer saying this. And um, Kari Payton says, uh, this is just shows you how much uh, Paula is a part of Princess and how much she brings herself to this role and how, um, what heart she has that she portrays this, that here she is crying on the show, revealing how connected she is with the character. I just thought that was awesome to see. It really was heartwarming. Very nice to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, very good. Okay, so I want to know, Diana, who does your award go to? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Okay, so I have a favorite quote uh, in this episode. And that was when Ezekiel tells Princess, you met them a week ago. And Princess says, that's a lifetime in apocalypse years. I just love that. I'm like, oh my gosh, a week ago. And she is just loyal, loyal, loyal. So I just love that quote. But then right after that, she also says, I'm a goddamn superhero on my own, which I thought was very cool that she recognizes that about herself. Uh, I also loved seeing uh, her version of Ezekiel and the train conductor walkers. Did you notice them? They were like drunk amigos. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very cute. I love that. Oh, that was really God, cute. It was so funny. 
I really liked that. Yes. Who does your award go to, Brooke? What was your favorite quote character or moment? Okay, well, you know, this blackout, I mean, it was like the whole episode, really. And I was surprised to see her uh, reality and dealing with so much and, you know, interested to know what she dealt with, with her childhood trauma, which caused her to have those anxieties. But initially, that splinter just brought everything to the surface for her and her chewing away at that board, trying to talk to Yumiko to keep Yumiko from falling asleep, who wasn't even there. It could have been um, princess the whole time, you know, that was trying to keep herself awake, chipping away at that board. And she's compulsive about the board. And we look at her splinter and it's like, inflamed and she's talking about how in the past it was once infected and how bad um, this splinter brought back this trauma and as soon as the splinter exited her body it was like she could see clear again oh yes yeah so i was really grateful to have the closing of this episode um just perfectly wrapped up. I think the writing is is amazing. Yes. I agree. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for um your uh insight on this episode, Diana. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you for yours too. I love it. Yes. So what else are you currently watching besides The Walking Dead? I watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is on Disney Plus. And for those who don't know, this series is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it takes place after Avengers Endgame. So Anthony Mackie, who plays Sam, and Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky, reprise their roles. And there's only been two episodes out so far. And uh, Sam deals with Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D., And Bucky deals with his murderous past as they battle new threats together as an unlikely pair. And uh, the first two episodes were really good, really revealing. We learned so much. It's kind of sad, though, uh, kind of revisiting Captain America being gone. That kind of broke my heart. And... I I don't like what happens with his shield and what that represents. I don't really want to give it away for people that um, haven't watched this yet, but uh, it's really good. And I think that you should tune into the show. Thank um, you. Yeah. I'm also watched uh, a movie called Hunter Hunter on Hulu. And this is about a family who lives in a remote snowy wilderness and the father leaves to kill this hunting wolf that's been hunting, they feel like it's been hunting their family. But the mom and daughter who are left in this cabin uh, have some things to contend with on their own. And there's a huge, huge, big twist at the mo- at the very end of this movie. And I can't tell you what it is, but it's shocking. It's like, what? So, um, yeah. So tune into that if you like that type of. Um, oh my gosh! Okay, gotta watch that movie. 
And then I was able to see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. We'll discuss this uh, when we get to more. We'll discuss it more when we get to our Oscar uh, films and performances. But I just did want to share um, with everyone. It's a beautiful movie. And I mean that because... Uh, the colors, the scenery, the costumes, there was amazing performances. It feels like a play, but I say that in an exceptional way. And to watch Viola Davis and uh, Chadwick Boseman and Coleman Domingo from Fear of the Walking Dead, I didn't remember he was in this, so he's really good. It's it's a great Great film, uh, set in 1927 Chicago recording studio, and uh, I'll talk more about this in the future. But um, please watch it; it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Um, I also just saw Moxie on Netflix. This is such a cute movie about a young, shy 16-year-old finding her voice, and she finds inspiration through her mother's stories and past, played by Amy Poehler, who also directed this uh, film. And um, this young uh, woman uh, fights against sexism in her school, and it is a great movie, and I say check it out. It's on Netflix. Cool. I want to check out... Um, all of those. Yeah. They're on my list. So I just have to chip at it away. Yes, for sure. Um, there's a show that the kids and I are watching, mainly Dominic and I. We have a new show that we are enjoying together. And then I have a couple other shows that I'd like to just talk, talk about a little bit, but Freaks and Geeks. It's, um, an older show. It was created in 1999, and it's a one-season series. Linda Cardellini, James Franco, Jason Siegel, Seth Rogen, Busy Phillips, John Francis Daly, Martin Starr, Sam Levine. I mean, the list is like crazy. And it takes place in the 1980s high school. Um. And they're all different types of groups. You know, there's just, uh, you've got the bad kids, you've got the freaks, you've got the geeks, you've got the jocks, you've got all the different groups. And this is so lighthearted. It has me rolling <laughs> on the floor laughing. I love it. I mean, their PE teacher is Biff from Back to the Future. Oh my gosh. And Biff from Back to the Future, the PE teacher in Freaks and Geeks, teaches sex ed in school. <laughs> that episode, I was laughing about it for days. After. <laughs> I like that it's one season. Uh, maybe I'll tune in. Where? What's it on? It's on Hulu. It is. You will not be disappointed. You don't even have to have grown up in the 80s to appreciate this. But if you did grow up in the 80s, you will love this show. I can't tell enough people about this show. Why haven't I seen this show ever before? I am so grateful that they made this. It is so good. Please check it out. Freaks and Geeks. You will love it. 
Um, I wanted to bring up the show that I recommended last week, and that was called Behind Her Eyes. That was on Netflix, and it was about um, a secretary who kind of starts a relationship with her new boss, and she develops a friendship with the boss's wife. So it's like this really creepy, like psychological thriller love triangle. And you know, something's going to happen throughout this ep or throughout this series, but you don't know what's going to happen until you watch the final episode. I mean, you literally have to commit to this series to find out what happens because the twist is like so unforgettable. And you would be like, I never saw this coming ever. So if you're interested in, um, you know, uh, some, a British drama, psychological thriller, uh, new actors that you may have not known, I would highly recommend this show. It is so good and creative. It's cool. It's questionable. You leave each episode wanting more. I binged it. So I was so glad that Sarah recommended this uh, to us. Thank you, Sarah. And yeah. So I had almost forgotten that I finished that. Oh, I'm so. glad you did. I'm glad you uh, uh, were able to see it. So I know, I know. And those are great recommendations. Thank you, Brooke. You're welcome. Thank you for yours. You're welcome. All right, everybody, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus. Tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Also, if you could rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, we really need your feedback. This will help other listeners find us. Yes, thank you. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on The Walking Dead Season 10, Episodes 21 and 22. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.